Hello, welcome to Connected. This is Drew with Matt, and we are happy to have you with us. Connected is a digital community for entrepreneurs where we share stories, experiences, and ideas with one another to achieve our dreams together. We invite guests through ConnectedPodcast.com and get together on Discord to build a broad network to learn from each other and find partners with similar mindsets. Come join Connected. Hello, everyone. Today we have Akshay Verma from Canada. Thank you very much for being on our show. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Actually, can you briefly introduce yourself to the audience and share your journey as an entrepreneur and what you're actually working on、uh, these days? My name is Akshay.、Uh, I'm basically a programmer. I've, I've worked on a lot of a lot of stuff. Just, just I've always wanted to start a company, and so yeah, I've basically just been. Been working on on stuff. I won Pioneer for a game that helps you hire software developers. That was an interesting experience. I realized I didn't like being like a an HR or not an HR person, like a like a hiring manager. It's not, it's not a fun role, I'll be honest.、Uh, but <laughs> right, but yeah, I, that's a, a,、uh-huh. a little bit about me. I did. I kind of did see that、uh, project that you submitted at Pioneer, and I was. It was basically、uh, you're trying to develop the interview process more to be more fun, right? I think that was it. And then, what I, if, if I'm understanding it correctly,、um, you're you build a platform where it's an interview where the people are、um, in type of a game. Is that right? Yeah. So it's it's a, it was like a text based game, and then you could go through it like your own pace, and then it would sort of. You'd basically pass through levels, and then and then eventually, like we we could use those to gauge how good you are, like things like that, and so like how you think. So the reason I started it actually was because I、uh, I was looking for a job, and then I noticed the the interview process. Everybody talks how bad、uh, bad technical interviews are, right? Right. right. But、um, there was one company I ended up interviewing for, and I wasn't that excited for the actual role. Like, I, like I didn't care. It was just one of those companies where I was like, I'll get some like experience in the interview. You know, like you do it beforehand before you right, apply right, to like、right. companies you really care about, right? Right. right. And so, so I was like, all right, I'll get some experience, whatever. And so I applied there, and then they didn't have like a typical, like,、uh, like, um, like thing. They they sent me this link to their platform, and then I, like, hopped on, and it was like. It was effectively that it wasn't even like games though. It was like these questions, but the questions had nothing to do with programming, or like very little to do with programming. They're just like fun. I think one of them was like a game theory question. One was like a hypothetical. One was like a, and all of them like when you started, they were timed. It's like the minute you opened it, you had like an hour, right? And so like、uh, like one of them was a programming question, game theory question, stuff like that. And so like and there was like logic questions. And so it's like like I started off like not caring that much. And then by the end of it, I was like, I really want to join this company if like their interview process is like that. And so I was like, there's like a lot of room for improvement in terms of like hiring for even like large bank companies. But like, I mean, they they sort of win on like you know like the packages and and like all the money they can they can shell out and stuff, right? But it's not like like other companies do need good programmers. Like if you're just a, an energy company or a bank, you know, you still need good programmers, right? And so it's sort of like a way to like get. Like it just spruced up the interview process. So one, it's just fun because I I just hated the interview process. You know, I still do.、Um, and then also for a way to like other people to sort of like level the playing field. And so it was that. And then I sort of like 
I spent a lot of time on that and then kind of like forcing myself to, to keep sticking with it. I think that was a mistake just cause like I hated doing it. You know what I mean? Like I, like building it was fun. So I'd like just overbuild things and over engineer everything. I rewrote it like five times in like two months or three months. Like I wrote, I wrote so much code. You have no idea. Like it was in terms of like a practice for like uh-huh. learning uh, to, to like really get into web dev. It was great in terms of like actually <laughs> helping people, it's like not, not the best. Well, no, but I, th- I think that's now that I hear it, I think, I think that would be a great idea. So you're saying that instead of like a face-to-face interview on like each step, which I also agree that it sucks. Um, these people that are applying for this job actually go into this, you said text-based game and they're doing their stuff. They're, they're, you know, showing their skills. And if they pass that test, they go to the next level, the next level, and then, the person that goes to the highest level maybe gets the final interview. Is that, is that what the idea was? Yeah, basically it was like a, oh, a spinoff cool. of uh, like, so companies have, have done this before. Like uh, Google has their like secret thing called like foobar. So if you Google a bunch of like programming related terms, eventually like the Google site will break. It'll reveal like this black terminal. And then you're in like a text-based game where you're uh, I think it's about like bunnies or something. Uh, Stripe did this with their like capture the flag stuff. So like, uh, like, I think you'd have to like, exploit like SQL injection. And like, if you did all like pass all the challenges, you, you'd, uh, I think you got interviewed, got hired, something like that. Um, and then I think the early, uh, Firebase team before they were acquired by Google, uh, they had something similar called like gold mine, which is like a game you'd play. And then the highest people who scored the highest would sort of like get hired. Uh, so it's like not a new idea. I found out that the best way to hire people in sort of like almost any role is just to give them a project. So if you want the takeaway, if you're just like, just trying to hire people and you're like, I, I want to know the best way, like you, you could make a game and it'd be fun. Um, but really like projects get used to like 99% of the way there. Right. So like the good thing about a game though, is like, if it's, if it's done in the browser and stuff, like the person is comfortable and they're like, yeah, when you're doing a job, you're sitting at your computer. Right. And so like, you just basically have access to the exact same tools, which is great as opposed to like a whiteboard interview. Um, but you get the same thing with a project too, right? Like if you used to give somebody a project and you're like, hey, do this. <laughs> like it's the same thing effectively, right? Then, so I'm curious. So was there a lot of people that were using this app that you built or um, you didn't attract a lot of people? That's why you kind of stopped? I got a lot of programmers and then it was like very hard to talk to hiring managers because they like, or engineering managers, nobody wanted to streamline the process. Cause my thing was like, I'll like give you qualified leads. And then like, you'll sort of like, you can like hopefully speed them through. Right. Or like, okay, like we know this guy's vetted and like, but instead it was sort of like what they wanted it to be was more like a, a typical like recruiter. And so it's just like, okay, like you just like give us a whole bunch of leads and then we'll just stick them through our right like normal interview process. Which sort of defeats the purpose because I was trying to avoid having people like do a whole bunch of whiteboard interviews and they ended up just like, here, you have all this stuff to do and then also whiteboard interviews, which is not great. Um, And so like, and then just trying to convince people otherwise, I was like, I'd rather have a company where like, I would just find the best people and then we could just hire them. You know what I mean? I hated having to like find great people and then be like, all right, here you go. Right? Like it, it just seemed very... I don't know. It, it, it kind of sucked. Like it just, it, it felt bad way. Right. Cause you, you just like, you, like I spent all this time, you like, you get this, like 
engineer, you're like, damn, you're like awesome. I know you're gonna have a great time. Have a fun time at Google. I'd like much rather be like, I want to work with you. You know what I mean? So th this approach that you had is kind of very novel or new to a lot of people, right? Especially to the hiring managers who have been doing that job for like a decade, I think. So I do, I can see that it's really hard for them to suddenly switch to this um, digital platform, game platform uh, versus what they have been doing for like 10 years or so. Um, yeah well like uh, the the most comfortable and like even just in business like the easiest people to convince would be startups and so like startups could use it but one thing i found is startups always had their own processes usually which were projects <laughs> anyway right so it's just like the like the the people i could sell the easiest to sort of already had that figured out and so it was just like a lot of b2b sales once again stuff i just do not <laughs> just, it sucks it's oh it's so bad <laughs> i hate it so much <laughs> it's not great <laughs> so, so to me it sounds like you would rather start something on your own versus you know going through the process and becoming an employee is that is yeah that, why why what's the reason for that i mean if you have a job it's secure it's more i would say easier in a way than creating something from scratch but why would you you know want to build something on your own versus being safe and secure with the job well like there's like, okay, so you have, like, sort of safe and secure, depending on where you are. Like, I think in, in the Valley, everybody's sort of, like, everybody in the Valley sort of, like, spoiled, kind of. Because, like, everybody grows around, like, fan companies who have, like, infinite money and, like, infinite perks. And so it's, like, it's stable, right? But, like, realistically, when you're not in that that area, it's sort of, like, less stable. And then depending on the field, like, uh, a good example is, like, video game companies constantly, constantly shut down, right? So, like, even that, any, any work in, like, the games field is sort of... Uh, very unstable right and so like secure secure is sort of relative here but the other thing is like i just i like okay it's uh, it's gonna sound like i'm terrible person. i don't like being told what to do <laughs> no i totally uh hear you right so like 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 i don't mind doing like work like i work 24 7 i've literally like made my life my work and like vice versa right so like i have, I have no problem with working right like i just like, like if I have to work 24 seven, like I, like, that's why I pick stuff I like, because you know, like it's, it's satisfying. Right. Um, but one thing I found is like, when you're building stuff you want to build and you sort of like doing stuff as it's needed, it's like very different than just like having a job They're like build this thing. And then you sort of have to like pretend you're working for most of the time. Like a lot of, a lot of work isn't like real. Like, like, like a good example is like, if you just go downtown and you like point to a random office building and you're like that office, what's that guy doing right now? Like chances are it's not working, right? Like he's probably on Facebook. He's probably like alt tab to something else. And then he'll like rush his work at the end of the day or when it needs to be done. Most of it's not really work, right? And so it's like, it, it's good because it's sort of lax depending where you are. I mean, there's something to be said about like pretending to, to work is probably taxing too. <laughs> right every time the boss comes you gotta like alt tab back yeah like there's there's something just it's like very real it's very wholesome and it's just stuff you want to do like you can't complain about stuff you put on your own plate you know i totally agree on that that that's i think that's a great thing they just shared but i do agree as you said if you randomly go into an office i'm pretty sure a lot of people are on facebook instagram and then as you said when the boss comes by or if you have to do something at the end of the day it's like nine to five but they start work at like 3 p.m until five right the two hours they get it done no, I, I totally agree on, um, you know, on that. And you're saying that if you have something on your own, you're excited and like that 24-7 all goes into that work. And the other thing is you don't complain because you're excited about it and you want it to make it work. It's yours, right? Yeah, 
exactly exactly right, right. Oh, man, and so like cool. plus i mean like also like like there's there's a lot of lenses to look at it i like looking at like the lens of like actually doing the work there's other like if you look at it, a business lens obviously it's like okay you have like the most leverage right so like that's another way to look at it if you if you really care like you know like you you take the most risk but you have the most upside that kind of stuff uh which is like true but like i don't know like fang salaries get pretty high too so <laughs> so i mean is there a project that you're working on now you're you're kind of like building something or are you thinking on okay something? so i i'm uh, i'm working on a game studio um but like we're working on like games as a service type stuff right um so that, this i sort of came to in like a very weird way where i noticed every time i'd write code for something so before i did ios apps then i did like web apps and i sort of like wrote a whole bunch of bots and scrapers in between and stuff um but i've always sort of like ended up writing games for some unknown reason like it's just like i just like i don't know like i don't have a lot of problems to master people like solve your own problems like i always end up just making games because i'm bored always um and so <laughs> uh like when i was working on ios apps i like made some like other stuff right and then i'd also like build ios games or like when i built web apps i literally like built like a whole bunch of like even even my project was a text-based game right like it's just like all of i just accidentally build games constantly and so i was like all right like i like the one thing that was sort of deterring me from like starting a games company basically is, is the fact that like games aren't just programming like you see this a lot where like programmers go into games and then they always make like pixel based platformers and stuff right like the, that that was the issue holding me back was just like all the other stuff that comes with games you have art you have animation right you have like networking code just like hella low level right and so like it's just not it's not as simple right and so I was like all right if i'm going to do this i'll do this right so i took a like once i shut down jindosh which was the 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 tool for uh for hiring people i was like all right if i'm going to do this let me do this correctly and like let me pick something where i i don't mind working on 24/7 or i don't mind pitching people because the hardest part about like starting a business is like getting your initial customers stuff like that right or at least i found it, it like, kind of bugs me or bugged me like when i was working on the hiring tool i'd have to like approach engineers and it was like always a painful experience right but if you like when i was working on games like i had no problem just like getting people to play me i'd be like yeah I'll try this out like yeah I'd tell all my friends i'd be like yo play this game right and like also the most successful things i've had and the uh, things i've had the highest retention have always been the games i played like i've given my friend like a half baked prototype and he kept bothering me for like months to finish it cuz he was like this is fun build the rest of it and i was like but like i don't you know what i mean uh and so like those are the things i've been like the best at the most successful at the things that have sort of been like painless right and so i was like let me let me do that and then so of course i'm going to do it i'm going to do it right and so i've been spending like the last like couple months just learning like art Cause like that's some of like the biggest stuff, uh, and so I learned environment art, like en- enough to enough to be employed professionally, right? Um, and so like I was I was mentored by like a lot of insane people, like people that worked at like Blizzard and like lead lead environment artists there and stuff like that. So and then now I'm working on character art, and then after that I'm going to do like a light stint with animation, just enough to be able to hire people and be competent while hiring people. but not enough to like become a professional animator because i feel like that's just uh, avoiding and being like time consuming and stuff. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at right now. I'm not sure if so in your projects or company it seems like you only work by yourself on these apps or projects that you made, right? Did you uh, have, like, typically. A... So i help program the security systems inside like the vans that carry cigarettes here. 
so that was like a, a project where I worked with some other people and like I've I've done some stuff like during the um it was like a pioneer challenge where I worked with one of my friends, but that was like like generally very small teams. I haven't worked in like an actual like like Google environment, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm curious. I think I think a startup is a company is just a lot of great people getting together working on the same project. I, I, I this is how I see it, and that's why I think connected is really important. But uh, the other thing is getting a partner that's on the same page. And like has the same vision and you know can actually communicate with each other is very important so i was wondering what priority you would have if you were to like pick a partner or work with someone versus what would be a red flag like this guy no way i'm not working with him you know those kind of signs for you i have a tough time picking people to work with like like i've like had like i've been to like a lot of hackathons and like game jams and stuff and like I usually tend to work solo. There's times where I've tried to work with other people and like usually it ends poorly because like it's hard to find people that are just like knowledgeable is like a good one, right? Like like a lot of people just like go to like hackathons and stuff. I, I guess it depends on the hackathons. The hackathons I've been to <laughs> are usually people that like aren't the best or they're still like learning and so they're going to the hackathon to learn. I mean, it's, it's not bad if you're trying to learn. Like obviously you do you, right? But like if my goal is like to go build something cool, like it'll be slower to work with somebody in that case. And then, so you're just adding like a huge amount of communication overhead for no real reason. If I was looking for something to partner with, I would definitely pick somebody, okay, somebody where they, they had like skills sort of complementing mine in the sense where like they could take over something entirely and I could take over something entirely and there'd be very minimal overlap. Cause I think at the beginning communication overhead is like very, very dumb to have, especially like, let's say like, we're both working on the same code base, but we're both like doing effectively like the same thing or very similar thing. Like if we're both writing networking code, it doesn't make any sense, especially if there's only two of us, right? So like in that case, it doesn't make any sense because then I have to be wary of what you're doing. You have to be wary of what I'm doing and we're both reading each other's code and trying to like build off of it, right? But if it was like a, a good example is like the games thing. If I was a programmer and I was working with an artist, that's different because he gets domain of like all the arts. There's no communication overhead there. And then I get all the programming side and you know, who's responsible for everything. And it, like very, it's like very clear boundaries, right? Like, obviously that's why like, you know, like large teams use like agile and, and scrum and all this other, like all that stuff is, is to stop that, that problem. Right. And even then they, you know, they're known for being slow because of it. Right. No, no, that, that's, that's a great, uh, great answer. So you said, you said that people weren't the reason why it, it ended poorly is because the people around you turned out not to be knowledgeable, right? That, that's what you said. Yeah. And I think, I mean, one thing is maybe you're really smart and have a high standard. That could be the possibility for sure. Um, no, I don't, I don't think it's that. It's like, um, like if you're building a web app, right? It's like you expect somebody to know like Angular view or like uh, whatever react, right? And so it's like, if somebody's like, I'm learning HTML and CSS, right? Like, like big red flag, right? If you're like that, or like I've come across, like the reason I stopped going to like networking events is like a very similar reason where like, you'll end up with like a lot of people who are non-technical that are like, I have this idea, but I have no idea how to build it. And I need somebody to build it. It's like, that's not going to work, right? Like just no, right? I think that's, that's like a much, a much bigger thing. Like, can you build the thing if I wasn't there? And then, and then like me being there should speed it up, but you should be able to do it on your own. Right. I don't want it. So we're like, 
you know, like you're like, I need you to do the stuff and then I'll super, like that doesn't, you know what I mean? And, and you're not, you're not looking for anyone at this point, are you? Yeah, not really. I was supposed to like, I've, I've helped people with like projects and stuff. And so I sort of have those, but like, I've never, yeah, like never like a long term. I don't know. Maybe that says something bad about me. I don't know. It could be. Maybe I'm just a bad person. No, that I might be it. I could, no. I could be terrible to work with. I'm just like, no, yeah, no, I'm no. an awful person. I don't think, I think, I think you're being like realistic and being smart on uh, selecting who you work with because that's how, I mean, that's how you kind of, you know, move forward in, in my opinion as well. Now that we kind of brought this up, this is very interesting because, um, you know, again, we're building connected, but I'm curious where you go to find these people. Yeah, you have to have a place to kind of interact with these people, right? So I'm wondering how you do that. Like, where do you go? Uh, what's your resource to find or like at least meet these people? Well, okay, so less so because of COVID now, but like, um, are there's things like Pioneer is like a good one. Like, I've met I met a lot of people during Pioneer, and then the good thing about like things like pioneers like people offhandedly mention stuff that you can look into like there's a lot of stuff i wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for like people just posting it in the slack and so like i met um i met like i met two teal fellows because of that that like aren't part of um like our slack but like somebody would mention something and then i'd talk to them about it and they'd be like hey you should meet this other person or like here here's this like thing like I learned about lunch club that way and then I met like a really good friend on like my first thing with lunch club right and so like a lot of these things I've also found is like somebody always knows somebody so like getting an initial in is like the hardest part so it's it's all about network you're saying right it's sort of like it's sort of like money begets money like network begets network no I I, I totally agree and that's why I wanted to build a network because you know there as you said I also met more people online during the pandemic and like through these projects because you know i met justin i got into pioneer we went to village global there's a ton of great people there they're they smart they have ideas and they're all very like creative they want to be an entrepreneur right so you get a lot of uh, motivation but you as you said you get ideas that you, don't, you haven't thought about and if you share your idea they get feedbacks where you never have thought about so it's, it's like it's a great environment and i think it's really hard to have that physically because you have to, you can't be in several places that, you know, I can't go to Canada tomorrow, right? Because I want to talk with you. But if there's a digital platform where people getting together, you could just, it's like Slack, but there's more real-time interaction, um, like in the Discord or this type of community that we want to build. And at the end, we want, you could maybe find a partner there just by interacting and get getting to know these people, right? And I think the VCs would be interested to, see how these people interact and like be involved with their projects um that's also easy for the vcs as well because i had to track down so many vcs to get our first um fund so i found that was also really hard i thought that this could help a lot of people or a lot of entrepreneurs i'm curious to see how you felt but at school do you ever feel that you're kind of the weird guy or like do you ever feel that you're kind of different from your friends when you talk about stuff, the things that excite you. So one thing I found is like everybody's sort of on like on a very similar track and nobody sort of like questions stuff. And so like when I started doing that, I was definitely like the odd one out, right? Where you're like, wait a minute, can't we just do this instead, right? Or like, And so like I ended up, um, I, I think I read like zero to one 
like midway through high school and it like sort of like changed my perspective or like it's something super simple right like it was just like all he says is like uh like in one of one of the the chapters just like if something's going to take whatever like a year like four years you should ask why it can't take a couple months and it's like such a small thing to read where it's just like yeah that makes sense but then i started thinking about it a lot more and like because of that i was like wait a minute like what is where where am i planning on going like what what does my track look like you know like what do i even want and these were like questions nobody in my high school was asking themselves which is like it sounds incredibly stupid but i think it's like more common than than one would think and so like I was like, wait a minute. I like, so I mapped out what I was trying to do. And then I mapped out like where I was ultimately trying to end up. And so what it sort of came to was like, I was like, oh, well, I'll probably like go get a computer science degree. I'll like go work at some job. Eventually I'll move up to Google or something like Google, Facebook, wherever. And then I'll like work on projects there, whatever. Then eventually I'll spin something else out and I'll like go work on my own company. And I was like, wait a minute. Like if I want to end up building my own thing, I could sort of skip the computer science degree. I could skip the job before Google. I could skip the Google thing. And I was like, wait, right? Like I just, I just saved off a lot of time here. <laughs> and so, so then, then I was like, okay, if I'm going to do that, you know, I should have an education. It doesn't mean I need to have like a formal education, but obviously you shouldn't be an idiot. Right. So uh, I spent like a lot, a lot of time after that. Once I made the decision, like halfway through high school, you can see like a, if you're, if you're looking at me at the time, you'd, you'd notice like a very big change where like I spent a lot less time focusing on like the classes but I spent like a lot more time like reading. And so I like, I, I like tried to like give myself like a, a very large education in like programming in, in business. And I was like, these are all stuff I like need to know. No, I, I also did um, learn a lot from uh, Peter Thiel's books, but I, I love that quote where, you know, I totally agree where people, if they're told to do this for four years, a lot of people just do it without questioning isn't there a faster way or a more creative, smarter way? And well, it's like it's it's like this peer pressure, I think, right? Like when you're surrounded by other people that aren't questioning right. it, you're like, oh, right. this makes sense, right? Exactly. exactly. And then the problem is when you opt out of that, like you're the weird one, but also it's sort of like a bit painful because you like lose effectively like a social group, right? You're like, I have no friends now, <laughs> right? Like, right. But I I think I also did go through that period, and that's that's why I think. You know, if we have people that are questioning, like you or me, together as a group, you're not going to feel that you're outside, right? You're going to be more excited because now I'm suggesting something you haven't thought of. You're suggesting something that I haven't thought of. And then we keep thinking about stuff and then we could get it not in two months, maybe in two weeks or two days, right? I think that's, that's, how, that's why it's so amazing to have these people together and like keep that feedback. And these people are not scared of like sharing their opinions. And I, I, I really think that's, to me, that's really exciting. I, I went, went through, through that. that. I had, I had a hard, hard time with a lot of people because even if I say the same thing for like a hundred times, they don't understand. They, they, they say, no, you have to go through the four-year route. That's how you do it. And I'm like, no, shit, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go to the shortcut. That's how I kind of got here, but they think I'm weird. Yeah, but, well, also, I think I think the hardest problem isn't that like, Cause when you get it, I find you, you like sort of get it. Right. But like, it's, it's that decision to like opt out. That is the hardest, right? Like when I was in high school, like there's a reason, like everybody, at least that I know, right. Like just went off to go do like the four year thing. And it was like, it's a sort of like, like you need something to snap you out of it. And so in my case, I was lucky where like, I forget why I read zero to one in the first place. But it was like that, that, like that single moment had like this enormous like cascade effect. 
right? <laughs> well, like if I hadn't read that book, I'd like be at university right now, probably graduating right now. I would like would know an insanely small amount of stuff considered like what I do now. And so like, there's that, but then there's like other things where like, okay, but you'd have like more of a college experience. So you sort of like balance it out. And then it just goes back to like, what do you actually want? But it's really that like, like you got to snap out of it. And like, when do you snap out of it? Or like, how do you snap out of it? I mean, this is just a curiosity, but I'm, I'm I, I think I can, I can uh, predict your answer. But like, let's say Facebook, Google, these companies, they were to like say, hey, I want to hire you. I'm going to give you like six digits, maybe seven digits salary. <laughs> would you take it or would you still move on with your own project? No, I'd move on because I think like what would you do with the money that you like weren't doing already? Like obviously I'm not going to say having like seven digits, like having a million dollars a year. Is, like ob- obviously, you know, you'd buy a bougie car, right? You'd get yourself like maybe you'd like, get, I don't know, I'm living at my parents' house. So you get yourself like a nice place whatever you like, I don't know, you, I don't know what, what does one do with all that money? I don't, you like buy Louis Vuitton, everything. Like, it's just like, right. And then it's like, sort of like Vin what, right? Like at the, at the end of the day, I'm just going to like be like, all right, now I'm going to start working on my own projects now. Right. Like at the end of the day, like that's what it's going to end up being. Right. Like, like I have, I have no inclination to like go to the club and like show off stuff or like go, go travel in Europe. You know, like, like I'm not going to do any of those things anyway. Now, of course, like there is something to be said. If I, if none of the stuff I'm building has any chance of ever making money, then I think you'd have a legitimate argument there. But you know, with a job, I also have a job. Um, but oh, sorry, I, I've been shitting on jobs. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I, I'm I'm pretty. I'm I agreed a lot with you. Uh, that's why I'm trying to build something on my own. I've been on three. This is my third startup. So I want to build, build something, something on my own, own because it's fun, and, and I think it's mine, mine right? right? But for some people, when they get a job, it's they want to feel secure, and it's. I think it's based on their personality, and especially if they have like families, it's another issue. I can. I, I, okay, so I, I get the family thing, but like I don't know. I feel like family's usually like the crutch because it's like um. It's like at some point you decided to have a family, right? It wasn't like it was like like you just like snapped your fingers and like you're like where'd all you come from, right? Like it's not the thing, right? And it's like if you wanted to start something, you had all this time beforehand. Like obviously there, there's like the rare cases where like, I don't know, like you, you have to get a job out of high school. Cause like, you've got like, like you got your actual family support. And then like, eventually like you meet your significant other or whatever. Um, and then like, and then you just like end up having a family. And so you just like switch over for like nine to five and now you really can't quit. Right. Like, I, you, but like you can find examples both ways, right. You can, I can find like a guy who's like 50, who was like overweight and decided to like get jacked bodybuilding and he just like did it. And I can also find like a whole bunch of examples of like other people who are like, ah, oh, you know, like he was a coal miner right outside of high school and like he could never leave. And like now he has kids now, so he really can't leave. You know what I mean? Now that I kind of kind of know you a little bit more, I'm really curious to see um, how your typical day looks like. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a typical programmer day like pre-COVID and then I'll give you like a, a day now. Before I used to like code for the, so I'd eat breakfast code for the first half of the day. I'd go climbing, so I, like I have a bouldering gym near me, but I'd get in like some sort of like I'd try uh, try to get in some exercise, right? I'd code till I hit a wall, right? And that would be about half halfway through the day. You know, you just like, can't write any more code. Like everything you write just like doesn't make any sense anymore. And so I'd do that, go to the bouldering gym, like clear my mind, whatever. Get uh, lunch, eat lunch, and then I'd get back to work. And like by that point, like my mind is sort of refreshed. And then I would sort of I would high level overview everything I had to do. 
write it down in very like simple words. I would code basically super late into the night, like from like midday all the way like to late. I'd probably get dinner at some point. And then um, code until like, think like four or five, usually like it, it just keeps getting pushed later and later. And so like at 5 a.m., like any code you're writing is like immediately like, especially if you're coding for that long, anything you write is just stupid. Like it doesn't even make sense, right? So at that point, I'm so mentally fried. What I would do is uh, I would use the design document I wrote after lunch and I'd be like, follow this exactly because like, I can't, like I can write like, like code, but I, there's no way I'm thinking through like, like high level conceptual decisions right now, right? Like it's, it's 4 a.m. I'm tired. None of this is gonna make any sense, right? So like, like just, just like outsource your thinking to this document. <laughs> and so I'd, I'd write code there. And then eventually like at like five, six or whatever, you like go to bed um, and then you like wake up late into the afternoon. It's not a good schedule. Um, <laughs> This is how it was pre-COVID, but it worked really well. And also like, it was, it was kind of fun because you'd wake up and you wouldn't remember what you'd wrote. So like you'd, you'd come down, you'd be like, oh, I suddenly solved this problem. And you'd realize you actually solved it already. And like, <laughs> there's like a lot, so you'd have like this weird like amnesia for like the last like hour or two. Once again, it sounds scary. It's not that scary. Pre-COVID, it seems like you coded, you're saying after that climbing, you start coding until four or five a.m. You're saying, right? Wow. So, wow. And that, that was like almost your every day. Like you code in the morning, you go do your exercise, and then you code that the was, whole day. That was every day for months. Wow. And it was still fun, and you were like getting progress, and you were like still excited. You, you, were, you weren't like burned out or like anything like that. I find I usually don't get burned out. Like I all the only time I'll ever get burned out is like... um. I never get burned out if I'm doing something. If I have something to do, I'll, like I'll never get burned out. If, if if I'm trying to do something and for some reason it like won't work and like it's it's almost never a coding thing. Like a uh, good example is like a sculpture thing. It's like not a lot of resources on character art, like like three D character art. So like you end up in this thing where like I'm trying to do this thing and there's like no information and I'm like searching. You know, like you're on like the 18th page of Google search, right? Like it's just like. It's, it's like not a, not a good situation and it's like super late now you're just like super frustrated and that like that's the times where I'm like why the fuck am I doing this right now <laughs> right like I could just like go do anything else right or like or like and then you want to like run back to code right because like that's what I know and I'm good at it right but you're like no just like stop being a bitch <laughs> just like go go do the thing so like those, those are the times I get like close to burnout and then I find like if I'm not mentally doing something I get like weird or like I'll overthink breathing, which is, is definitely not healthy. But um, so that's also why like I tend to read a lot too. It's because it just like, keeps your mind chewing. I think I do have a lot that's in common with you, surprisingly. Um, I, I don't get burned no, out. I, I, I don't, I'd, I'd expect you to be honest, especially we're, we're part of the same communities and stuff. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because I don't get burned out working. That, that's not, a, I never got worked out, you know, burned out like working if I don't have much to do and like, if I, if it feels like I'm spending time on something that's not worth my time, then I get really frustrated. Um, so this changed, like in the past, I enjoyed like having beer, you know, hanging around with girls, you know, when, when you're young, but now it's, it's, I think if your mind changes and like, like, as I said, you, you get something, it's really hard going back and it feels like um, it's a waste of time 
versus in the past it was fun right well like but now you go back and you're like what the fuck was i doing right? <laughs> you're, like, you're like why why this is fucking awful like i hate this right like just right. and I, I just had one more question so this is like a typical question that we kind of have for uh the people who interview we interview but now that you have all this knowledge you've been through all this you know the process you have experiences which worked out which didn't work out um you know for the people who are watching this podcast what would you advise for maybe a younger person or someone who's actually starting uh, his own company from scratch at this point? I would advise making sure you can get initial customers. And like, I mean, everybody talks about this though, right? Like, like your, your first mistake will always be that you like build something that like people don't want to use. I'm hesitant to say like solve a problem because like, I don't know, like video games and any piece of entertainment solves zero problems, right? Like, like Right make sure you have distribution and like marketing mm-hmm. and by like marketing i just mean like make sure you have people that can use it and give you feedback like you're better off just like reaching out before you build anything everybody knows this stuff like just like you know make sure you reach out to like people that like you're going to build the thing for and then have them help you design it it's like a good example so i think they did this with like figma and so like obviously figma works like really well right but they were like in private beta and like super private beta not like private beta where like they're like landing page tells you all the features and everything and you just like sign up in a wait list and now it like works insanely well and like just sort of like crapped on all the competition so i think if you're gonna like build something really just have have like a couple people that like will help you iterate i i think this interview will be uh really entertaining to a lot of people and, and i'm pretty sure a lot of people will like you know hear what you're saying and feel kind of in a similar way so i think this interview was really fun so, so I want I want to thank you. I just want to thank you for having me, man. This is, this has been great. Yeah, it was really fun. Hey, thanks everybody for following. This was episode four of Inecte with Akshay. I hope you enjoyed. And if you want to check out more episodes like this, you should definitely go on our YouTube or check out our podcast profiles. Also, don't forget to come and connect with us on our Discord. You're going to find guests and other people like you. Until the next time, have a good one.